Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and coming to you live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Eber, along with my good friend and co-host, Kartik Krishnaya. Kartik, good to have you back. I know it's been a uh, rough couple of weeks for you. Yeah, it's good to be back. Lots happened in football. Pochettino's out. I see Jurgen Klinsmann has a new job with Hertha Berlin, who are sitting uh, right above the relegation zone in Germany. And now Unai Emre out of work. A lot of changes, management in uh, in England and Germany, also some changes in Spain. Uh it's the silly season. Well, it's always the silly season, isn't it, when it comes to managers? It is. Well, I tell you what, Kartik, let's take a look at some of the odds for the next Arsenal manager. Uh, we'll go down the list. Love to get you guys. What do you think? Uh, find us on Twitter, at Fifth Street Sports. That's 5TH Street Sports. Or you can always find me personally, at Nick Eber or Kartik. He's at KKFLA737. And who's going to be the next manager to go? Plus, some very interesting matchups this weekend. I won't say it's as spectacularly exciting as it was last weekend in terms of the games the choice of games but there are some interesting matchups including Newcastle City Chelsea West Ham which is a very important game for Pellegrini um, Tottenham Bournemouth which takes all sorts of different connotations now that Jose Mourinho's at the helm at Tottenham Hotspur yeah. plus a fascinating battle Southampton at uh, Southampton Watford that should be really interesting and uh Norwich Arsenal, which becomes also very interesting, and Leicester Everton. So we do have some interesting matches, and there are others, by the way, um, obviously, but we'll cover every single one of them here. So we hope you will stay with us. We would like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world who listen on the American Forces Network. It's a pleasure and a privilege to have you guys with us, as we also welcome everybody listening on the affiliate stations of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, uh, our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or our podcast listeners who may be listening on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, we welcome everyone to the show. We're going to talk Premier League. We're going to talk managers. We're going to talk who's taken the helm at Arsenal. Love to hear from you. And Kartik's going to tell you uh, where Jurgen Klinsmann landed. All right, we're going to step aside, take a brief break, and we'll be right back after this. Thank you. 
Guess what? Right now is the perfect time to get your house ready for the winter so you can sit back and enjoy the holidays. HomeAdvisor can help get you started. HomeAdvisor matches you to the right pro for the job in seconds. You can read reviews and even book appointments online. HomeAdvisor can help with any home project, big or small, painting, plumbing, even remodeling. So why wait? Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started on your next project. HomeAdvisor. Are you or someone you love one of the nearly 1 million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? Every person's experience with Parkinson's is unique, and for many patients and families, that can be one of the most challenging aspects. The Michael J. Fox Foundation built a guide to help. Visit MichaelJFox.org PD360 to download the Parkinson's 360, a guide for navigating the disease. It's free and available right now. That's MichaelJFox.org PD360. Visit today. Men, if you want to pee easier, listen to this. A new Nobel Prize discovery was just proven in a clinical trial to help men pee 241% more, ending multiple trips to the bathroom and the constant urge to go. This breakthrough is finally available in a pill called Prostavive LS, developed by famed men's health expert Dr. Al Sears. And for a limited time, you can get a free bottle. Call 800-769-8155. Patients who've taken Prostavive LS are singing its praises. Hi, my name is Paul, and I'm 73 years old. I used to get up multiple times a night to go to the bathroom, but after taking Prostavive LS, I now sleep through the night. Prostavive LS does not require a prescription, and there are no side effects. But this free bottle is not available in stores. Call 800-769-8155 to get your free bottle of this Nobel Prize-winning discovery proven in clinical trials to help men pee 241% more. That's 800-769-8155. Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets like... Who will be the first head coach to get fired? Or who will win the NBA MVP? Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. One of my favorite songs there from The Clash. Welcome back to the show. Fifth Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, well, obviously, the big news was the sacking of Unai Emery. Uh, Arsenal let him go after a very disappointing Europa League uh, result at home. I can't say anybody would have been terrifically surprised. I think he was pretty much walking dead or dead man walking. I think we were just maybe surprised at his execution date came this close to a Premier League weekend. Uh, Kartik, I mean, I know you, you're you not surprised. I'm not surprised. Fred, uh, Freddie Lundberg no. taking the helm? Yeah, temporarily at least. I mean, that's a chance for a former Arsenal great, uh, a, a, a fan, uh, a fan favorite, uh, to 
put his mark on the club, get the club back to uh, the winning ways uh, that they enjoyed when he was a player there under Arsene Wenger. Now, there is a danger in this for Arsenal, and I, I'm going to lay this out for you. Uh, if Jumberg does well, like R- Roberto Di Matteo did as an interim manager at Chelsea, as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did as an interim manager at Manchester United, you then elevate a former player who is very popular among the supporters to uh, the top job inevitably he will fail. He is not an elite manager. He's not ready to be an elite manager at a top club uh, in European football. What happened with Di Matteo is he got the sack, and the fans got very unhappy about that. Solskjaer hasn't been sacked yet. He will be sacked at some point. Maybe that won't be uh, received as poorly as the Di Matteo sacking was by the Chelsea supporters. And then you've got Jumberg. We've seen um, this happen also. I don't want to go through the club specifically, but we've had this, see this happen in some clubs in, in Spain and Germany recently where former players uh, get the job uh, as interim managers, they uh, caretaker managers, they get the job full-time. They're not capable of doing the job full-time. Uh, Kovac is a good example. He wasn't a caretaker manager, but he was like a fifth-choice admirer. He, yeah. Former player, popular, but couldn't do the job with sack. Um they need to get a full-time manager, an established manager. I think the danger now for Arsenal, Nick, is that uh, they're going they're beginning to 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 fall adrift. Okay, they've had what now three three successive seasons, I think, outside the top four. This this probably be the fourth uh, in a row. Uh, they need to get a manager that's going to be maybe pragmatic. Maybe this is when you bring in an Ancelotti or you bring in uh, someone uh, Diego Simeone from Atletico. I know that would be. Uh, a complete antithesis to the way Arsenal has played. Uh, uh, Simeone, a very defensive manager, a manager that puts six, seven guys behind the ball. When we'll see them this weekend against Barcelona. That's a, the big match of the weekend uh, on the continent. But maybe that's what Arsenal needs now. Um, but one other thing I want to mention is I think when you have Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe, uh, Pepe they just signed, so he's not ready to go. But I think Obama Young and Lacazette may leave if they have two defensive a manager, right? So you have these two very t- uh, talented attacking players. <sighs> tough times, well, uh, and just, the Cronkies okay, have to I make mean, a just, tough decision here. Well, they just signed those players. I mean, so it's not like they're leaving anytime soon. By the way, um, Unai Emery, the 23rd managerial casualty in English football uh, this weekend or this week, uh, who was the first, Kartik? A little, little trivia question for you. Who was the first manager sacked this year? This year? Um, well, this season, let's in, just say. In, oh, this season in England. Well, uh, the Millwall wall manager was sacked very early, um, which was kind of a shock. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was was sacked very early. There were a couple of managers in League One that were sacked early. I mean, you could consider Barry because he never okay. played a match. Well, you know what? Now that you mention it, Paul Wilkinson was sacked on the 27th of August. He was the fourth manager sacked. Um, ah, I know hmm. you. I know now you're teased by this one, aren't you? Oh, I see you're looking something up online, Gartic. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't use, know. I, th- I, I want you to use your near photographic memory. I'm trying to think who got sacked. You know, like I said, the Millwall manager, well, he's a very Neil Harris, got name. sacked very early. He's a very And that was name. shocking because he was a former player and he had done really well Yeah, there. well, this is another former player, and we're talking Arsenal Football Club because they just sacked Ooh. their manager. So that's the link. Oh, well, Saul Campbell we left. Uh, Saul Campbell. He left from Macclesfield. Mac- yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, he wasn't sacked. He left. Um, well, but, yeah, I guess he, he was, was a managerial manager, casualty. 
Yeah, because the club was club well, is good job. You did, you did quite well. I mean, I gave you a lot of hints there. You, let's be honest. Yeah, the, once you said an Arsenal, I knew it was Saul because I remember he left right at the beginning of the season. But again, um, I, I think Saul Campbell proved last season with Macclesfield and just keeping them in the football league that he's a really good manager. I don't think he's in frame for this job. But no. um, it looks like Patrick Vieira is coming back to MLS to manage Inter Miami. Oh, now, sorry. Might did you say something? I that. fell asleep immediately. What did you talk about? MLS? Oh my goodness! I sorry, Carter. Yeah, I yeah. Asleep. Well, no, no, because it's it's relevant to this because Taylor Twelman's reporting that uh, uh, that uh, after going through a number of uh, potential candidates, David Beckham has settled on Patrick Vieira to be the manager of his oh, MLS I want Patrick. Now, if I'm Patrick oh, Vieira, Carter, I'm throwing Carter. my hat in the ring for the Hold Arsenal on job. There. Hold on, Carter. I I, I want Patrick Vieira. To be my manager. Uh, <laughs> Posh, would you call Patrick for me? Not bad. You've got to admit, it's good, right? That was, good. That was a good Beckham. I Beckham has so. got such a... Yeah. He's got <laughs> such a... Um, how do I say this? He tries to fake an upper-class accent. Is it, am I being nasty here? No, he doesn't. Um, He's a, he doesn't do a good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Listen, uh, next Anna, next Arsenal manager. Here's the market. Do you, Kartik, do you know who the hot-on favorite to be the next Arsenal manager is right now? Nuno Espirito Santo, right? No, it's actually not. Uh, he's second at 5-1. to one. Uh, Massimiliano Allegri. Uh, one, he oh, is but he's even, not coming till the summer, even, right? He wanted even, to take oh, the well, year off. Maybe they keep Lundberg, who's uh, third favorite at 6-1. to one. Uh, but look, you, you bring up a really good point, and we may actually continue this discussion after the break, which is really bad to do in terms of radio, but, you know, we're naughty people, so we, we do whatever we want. <laughs> um, you know, I'm looking at the list here. I'm just going to read down the list for you. It's Allegri, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, uh, who sounds like he is a priest on a ship discovering the new world. Or is that the name of a ship discovered the new world? Is the uh, Nuno Santo came up and discovered the new world, right? Anyway, uh, yep. Freddie Lundberg, Mikel Arteta. There's another. Uh, there's another possible Ooh, for Arsenal. That'd be a good one. Maurizio Pochettino. Uh, this is the one now, that uh, I've been talking about. Uh, now I mentioned this Kartik uh, last show. I did without you. I might add. Um, would he? Sh- would he be that disloyal to Spur? Well, well, they sacked him. They said, right, right. I mean, it was like that wonderful. Uh, uh, by the way, Jose Mourinho back with a vengeance. So happy to have him back. I know, I know, he's not your favorite guy, but you know, <laughs> he he was asked in an interview um, uh, right after he took the reins at, at Tottenham. He said, um, "Jose, uh, how do you feel about what you said when you were at Chelsea, where you said you would never ever go to Tottenham because you would never disrespect <laughs> Chelsea fans that way?" He goes, "Yes, I said that before Chelsea sacked me." <laughs> <laughs> that's a great comeback that only jose can deliver it that yeah, way which is i like that actually yeah not jose's biggest fan but that's good that's yeah, good so you know i i think pochettino could well go to arsenal uh but i want to talk about pochettino in a minute we've got patrick vieira but he's going to mls rafa benitez 16 to 1 ancelotti 16 to 1 eddie howe 20 to 1 and everybody's favorite manager for the recycle heap uh, Roberto Martinez at twenty to one. Uh, quite apparently, the... <laughs> he was also considered by David Beckham. The finalists were apparently Solari, uh, Martinez, uh, I, I, someone else, and 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 Vieira, and he settled on Vieira. Uh, and, uh, to see Roberto Martinez's name in that shocked me. I, I must admit. 
Porsche, it's Santiago Solari, Roberto Martinez, or or Patrick. Which one? <laughs> Are we implying oh, that dude. that Posh has, has uh, or Victoria has Porsche. correctly called this? His... <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, uh, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to continue the managerial discussion. Let's talk about who the next Premier League manager to get sacked is. But I want to continue this discussion about who could take the who could take the reins at Arsenal. And also, let's do a little post-mortem now that the corpse of Unai Emery, the professional corpse of Unai Emery, is sitting there. Let's do a little post-mortem when we come back right here for Street Sports, Fist Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. We'll be right back then. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 
800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. That song is Celtic. I do not. That's Moon Over Marin. Pretenders going through my head today, so it's not. It's. it's I know it's not. It's nope. not them. Dead Kennedys. Move on. Moon Over Marin. I, I love. Oh yeah, Kennedy. right, 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 right. Yeah, one yeah. of my favorite Ken- Dead Kennedy songs. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, Fifth Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, we're, having, we're having a fun show today. Uh, of course, the body, the professional body of one Dapus uh, Unai Emery is uh, sitting there on the table. Uh, Kartik, I think it's time we go in with our professional scalpels and our retractors and that nasty saw that kind of cuts the bones apart. And um, let's cut him from uh, crotch to gizzard and take a look and see what went wrong with the Unai Emery era at Arsenal Football Club. And I'm going to tell you, Kartik, right now, I think there were really three major issues here. Number one, I'm going to go down the list with you. Number one, I don't think Arsenal ever addressed the serious systemic issues they have in terms of the boardroom, in terms of the way they operate, and in terms of the players they signed. They have still have a poor team. It's the same poor team, largely, uh, that they had under the Wenger era. Uh, same problems, a lack of gumption, a lack of, shall we say, a testicular fortitude. And uh, certainly, a, a, if there's any team that I would use the word soft for, it's Arsenal Football Club. They never address that. And yeah, I mean, look, they've got some decent players. You and I will agree on that, Kartik. But they don't have that hard spine that you need to really compete at this league. That's number one. Number two is, I think that, um, you, look, we saw it with Manchester United where, you know, um, so Alex Ferguson was there for, what, about 362 years then he um, yeah. he goes to the pickle machine to uh, retire, and his handpicked success is David Moyes. And, you know, listen, well, we're going to talk about David Moyes here in a minute, but, you know, David Moyes just doesn't, you know, work out. I mean, he's the wrong – not so much that he's the wrong manager. You don't go from being – a decent manager, as I believe David Moyes always was, to being a yeah, crap manager. He was manager a very good overnight. manager. Same thing yeah, with Unai Emery. Look, you don't go from being a a, a great man. What what he win? Three Europa leagues with Sevilla. Yeah, in a row at Sevilla. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, on the trot. That's right. Tough you don't to go do. from very from being tough to do a good manager to a crap manager. It, it, it's the failure of your you uh, your failure to integrate into the system and the system's failure to make room to integrate you. So. You know, it's very, very, very difficult to replace a legend. Arsene Wenger was there 22 years at Arsenal. He won, what, three league trophies, uh, FA Cups, League Cups. I mean, you know, he won basically everything. He went to a Champions League final but never won it, of course, right? And um, Jens Lehmann's fault, yeah. Right, right, Jens Jens Lehmann. And then, um, you know, how do you replace that? A, A guy who consistently year in and year out got your team into the top four although you know we forget that the last couple of years of Wenger's tenure that it wasn't a top four finish Kartik well it was fifth the last two years but yeah before that they were consistently finishing in the top four I think the problem was Arsenal's identity much like Manchester United's was so tied to a manager and in Wenger's case a certain style of play they've lost that identity uh 
really quickly. I, and it just occurred to me, I, I should have mentioned this on the outset, Eintracht Frankfurt, props to them. They have, uh, you know, their representative of the U.S. is always sending me stuff. Uh, in fact, I have an Eintracht scarf I just saw. They ended two managers 10 years at big clubs in, in a month. Kovac by smashing them 4-1 in the Bundesliga last month and then uh, going to the Emirates yesterday and beating, uh, it was yesterday, right? Yeah, I'm losing track of my days this week. Uh, going to the Emirates and beating Emery, who was dead man walking anyway. And I think Kovac was probably dead man right, walking right, right. going into that match. But uh, props to Eintracht on that. I think um, what Emery tried to do is he tried to solidify Arsenal defensively, right? Because they have not been solid defensively. Uh, I've have to say since Tony Adams and uh, <laughs> Mark Keone and, and Lee Dixon played. It hasn't been quite that long, but they, they've been rocky at the back for a while, right? So yeah. I think he, he, he tried to solidify them defensively, Nick, but in the process, he cut out their identity, which was this free-flowing attacking team. They became very dour to watch, and the defensive errors continued. Even as Emery tried to make the team more defensively sound, those errors from the Wenger error continued, and you weren't getting the attacking quality you were before. I think that um, I think that there was also a problem dealing with personalities for at Emre. Uh, Metz Ozil completely off the rails yeah. uh, in Emre's tenure. Uh, Granit Xhaka, that's another one, <laughs> um, completely off the rails. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it was just a bad fit. Uh, Emery had problems with uh, with Neymar at PSG. He has problems with bigger bigger personality players. Maybe he's best at a club like an Everton. Maybe that would be a guy Everton looks at when they sack Silva because uh, Silva's going to get sacked really soon. Oh, no, I, I know who they're getting. We'll get to that in a minute. But, um, look, I, I think the problem that Unai Emery had is I think tactically he was a one-trick pony. And uh, he yeah. didn't have the ability to... Uh, provide a system for the players that he had he rather provided you know it's actually a little bit like uh what we've been talking about with uh, greg berhalter and the u.s men's national team you know we're saying that he has yeah. only one way that he wants them to play but he doesn't really have the players to fit that system and it's very much the same with unai emery i felt that he only had really one way of playing and he only had you know a, a set group of players to fit that system and and arsenal ownership and management and 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 let's face it look i I don't want to be uh too disrespectful but i mean arsenal's owner is stan Kroenke. okay so (laughs) i mean you know at some point need you say more uh, at some point you have to go up and hold responsibility higher up rather than lower down and you can replace unai emery and they will replace unai emery uh all you want but until you are willing to open the pocketbooks and maybe splash a little bit of cash and to bring in the players to support a manager's system rather than uh, players when you're playing money ball all the time, which is what they do at Arsenal. Uh, I mean, there's there's yeah. two teams in the Premier League that play money ball. One does it really well and one doesn't. The one that does it really well is Liverpool, and the one that doesn't do it well is Arsenal. And it's just funny how that works because, of course, the owners of Liverpool Football Club were the originators of Moneyball, right? Right, Kartik. So, um, yeah. Although uh, I think Liverpool has gone in a different direction recently. The Allison and Van Dyke buys were finding the best player at a position in the market and buying them, and not buying anyone else that window or anyone else of significance that window. That's very different than the early Moneyball approach, which, uh, albeit, did get Jordan Henderson, but also brought Stuart Downing and Charlie Adam to uh, Liverpool and Andy Carroll. So I think they've got really kind of gotten away from that. 
And uh, I mean, the Allison and Van Dyke buys are two of the best buys of the last decade. In, in oh, football. and by the so, way, the Fabinho buy, I mean, of course, he's injured. Oh, Fabinho's now up there the too, year. right? That's another one, yeah. But don't yeah, forget yeah, the Fabinho buy. I mean, there was a lot of questions about Fabinho initially that you know, he looked kind of slight for that sort of holding role that he had. And, uh, uh, but you know he's a he's a he's a firebrand. He's a monster. Player. He's a monstrous yeah. player. But he is injured. So, but we'll get to that when I, we do our match reviews. But look, I think Unai Emery. Uh, it was a. I don't think the manager that succeeded Arsene Wenger was ever going to succeed at Arsenal. I think they're going to have to go through yeah. a f- iterations of a few managers, unless, and I say unless. Uh, there's a couple of names on this list that I'm going to suggest would be the type of manager that they could really that could really get his teeth into that club. And I think the best fit for that club right now is going to be Rafa Benitez. Yeah, I, I think that that would be a really good fit. Uh, I, I I think Rafa um, prefers managing in the north. Uh, he had a great special connection with the fans at Newcastle, obviously great connection with the fans at Liverpool. Still, uh, his family, I know he's managing out in China, but his family's living uh, in Chester or somewhere near Liverpool, somewhere uh, in the north. I, I don't think he took well to London and, and Chelsea. So um, but, but the but Everton on, job Kartik. is open but at the on. same time. Kartik, um, let me just point out, yeah. I, his tenure at Chelsea was successful. No, it was successful. I'm not denying that. I'm saying the fans didn't take to him, and he. I don't think he took to the fans. Yeah, I don't think so, so either, but I think Arsenal's Yeah, different. I think he's much more comfortable at a Newcastle. It's just the connection with the supporters. That's why, even though he's a Liverpool uh, guy, if the Everton job were open and he could manage at home, uh, I think that that's tough uh, He'd for never take it. Down. He wouldn't take it. You don't think he'll take no, it? Yeah, no, that's the speculation he, yeah, is that he wouldn't yeah. take it. But if he I'm Everton, I do everything in my power to, to get him to take that job. If I were that's Everton, I would do everything in my power to bring back David Moyes. He was the well, right, ma- too. right the manager, one, yeah. right club, right temperament. He's a good man, David Moyes. By the way, I've met David Moyes on a number of occasions, and he is an absolutely delightful man. Uh, very smart, very affable. Uh, and and I tell you what I think that is the right size club for David Moyes and no di- no disrespect to David I mean his managerial qualities are solid but he is a type of manager that is used to managing on a budget used to managing with the type of restrictions that come the question is will the Everton board admit their mistakes I mean it wasn't really their mistakes I mean he left to go to Man United no, no, right he went to go to Manchester United. yeah yeah so he, will the Everton board you know take him back I, I think they absolutely would in fact they got a big payday from United for him if you remember yeah yeah hey, I listen. think Moyes uh, also was a pioneer in scouting and analytics so yeah. uh, those newer fans may not realize uh, a lot of the impact you talk about Moneyball um, and you're giving Liverpool credit. Okay, yeah, I know they came from baseball in the U.S. The actual founder of Moneyball in the Premier League, two, two, two guys, David Moyes with his superior scouting, including using the football manager game, and then I would also say Sam Allardyce and what he did at Bolton. Yeah, um, right. And get, going to the continent and getting a lot of bargains. So those would be the two managers I would give the most credit for that. All right, well, we're going to have to go to break here in a little bit. Uh, Nick Gieber and Kartik Krishnai with you having a fun discussion about managers. Kartik, do you agree with me, David Moyes, back to Everton? Because Marcos Yeah, I like that. Go. I love that idea. Yeah, I love I, that I love, idea. I love that. And I think Everton fans would be absolutely thrilled to have him back, or they should be anyway. Uh, and then the question is, you know, maybe uh, Nuno Santo goes from Wolves to Arsenal. That's another possibility. 
But look, yeah. we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll pick up the discussions. We'll run through some of these Premier League matches over the weekend. You're listening to Fifth Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik. We'll be right back. Blink's Black Friday to Cyber Monday event is on. Blink before you buy and protect those holiday deliveries sitting on your porch. Before you order anything, get the Blink X-T2 security camera to keep an eye on holiday deliveries. During Blink's Black Friday to Cyber Monday event, you'll save a ton and get a free Amazon Echo Dot with any Blink system while supplies last. Blink X-T2 cameras are wire-free, set up fast, and run on two AA batteries for up to two years. They're motion-activated, so as the delivery guy approaches your door, you get an alert and a video clip on your Blink smartphone app. And the two-way talk feature lets you talk to them. Blink's Black Friday to Cyber Monday event is on. Save up to 28% on Blink cameras and systems from November 28th through December 2nd. And get a free Amazon Echo Dot with any Blink system while supplies last. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash sale. That's BlinkProtect.com slash sale. Again, BlinkProtect.com slash sale. Hey, so are you the type of guy that wants to look put together but doesn't want to spend hours at the mall finding new clothes? So you can look great at the office, on the road, or even just on the weekend with friends and family? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands that work for you. And even let them know what types of styles you prefer. Stitch Fix is convenient. You get great clothes delivered right to you. So you can try new styles on in the comfort of your own home. And make a decision without any pressure. And Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to match your budget. There's no subscription required ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you got it all together? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for men, women, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. Um, 
we've been having a great discussion about managers. I'm not ready for that discussion to end yet, Kartik, because I think we have a couple of more hot topics here to talk about. Then let's get into the matches coming up over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We do have 10 matches. Now, keep in mind, middle of the week this coming week, we have a fair number of Premier League fixtures, uh, midweek fixtures, which is, uh, for me, very exciting. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which is awesome. Uh, And then we're back to the Premier League on Saturday as we get into this holiday silly season. Uh, If I could just point out a couple of really interesting midweek matches ahead of us uh, to look forward to Spurs Man United and Liverpool Everton Big Merseyside Derby. And then I'm quite looking forward to Sheffield United Newcastle. That's next Thursday. But that's way ahead of us. I'm just kind of teasing everybody about that, that there are we've got a lot of matches. So we'll be very busy on the air with you next week. Uh, We hope you'll make us a regular part of your week as we're with you 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. on the left coast, Monday through Friday, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Uh, Okay, Kartik, we are still talking managers here. Um, I think you and I both agree that David Moyes, who did not leave Everton under any sort of a cloud, uh, Man United paid Everton to release him. It was lots of discussion. There was negotiation. I would say he left on excellent terms, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a this was the guy you want to take over. Marco Silva is not getting it done at Everton for a number of different reasons. I would say the most pr- important reason is I don't think he's really managed also to find the right chemistry. Whereas someone like David Moyes, you know, again, this is a guy – I mean, you know, he did good work at West Ham United, you know, and he wasn't sacked from West Ham back in the, that was his last managerial position. He, um, uh, he, his contract expired. He was only there to to keep him in the league for uh, for um, uh, six months, if you remember that, Kartik. Yeah, I'd say I'd say the 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 two jobs he did really poorly at were Sociedad. Uh, in Spain, and then Sunderland. Sunderland, it was a disaster yeah, yeah. at Sunderland. Uh, and, and, now, you, know, we you could argue, yeah, was, you could argue that Sunderland was bound to go down, and that they had just had a succession of managers: Martin O'Neill, Sam Allardyce, Paulo De Canio, Gus Poyet, who had miraculously kept them. Oh, a Dick Advocat. They had gone through a manager a year that had kept them in the league, and then the next year they would start badly. Uh, so I think maybe that it was just the end of that cycle, and Moyes was on the short end of that. But Moyes, I thought, think if he'd had the if he had the money to spend that Bon Hall and, and Mourinho did it at Manchester United, he would have been fine. They didn't spend yeah. any money. Ed Woodward had just taken over. David Gill had left. Don't forget that also happened when Moyes took over at Manchester United. So many people in analyzing Moyes forget that. That Fer- Ferguson left, Sir Alex left at the same time as David Gill left. Edward Ward, we know six years later, doesn't know what he's doing. So can you imagine his first two windows? If he didn't know what he was doing at all. He's not a football guy, and Moyes was saddled with that. So they overpaid for Fellaini, a player that Moyes was obviously familiar with and had a good relationship with, and then they they got Juan Mata. They only signed two players when Moyes was there. If they had signed the types of players they did under Von Hall and under Mourinho, I think Moyes would have been fine at United. That's my theory. People can feel free to disagree with me. Uh, I think it was wrong to sack him. After one season, and uh, I think he would have been fine if he had been given backing. 
I think all you have to do is look at the problems Man United had, have had since. And by the way, I'm going to go out yeah. on a limb now and probably be the most unpopular man amongst Man United supporters. But I thought Marouane Fellaini got a really bad rap from Man United supporters of Man United. Oh, yeah, there I were agree. a lot of I games agree. that I saw United play where he was the guy that came to the rescue. And, um, you know, maybe he's not the player they wanted. He's the player they got, and I think he came up big for them on a number of occasions. But look, it, that, you know what it was, though? Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. I 100% agree with you, Nick. In fact, I 150% agree with you and used to tweet it regularly and get abused from Man United fans. Mm. One, he was bought by Moyes and was associated with Moyes from Everton. And two, yeah. he became a favorite of Jose Mourinho's. Where, right. And uh, once the United fans turned on Mourinho, they really to brought out the sharp knives for, for Fellaini because he was the player they most associated with Mourinho, even though he hadn't bought, bought him. That's why once Mourinho was sacked, Fellaini was gone three weeks later, which, right, by right. the way, was a mistake. They could really use him now. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not exaggerating when I say that. He's, he's one of the missing pieces as to why that team is so bad. He, he certainly is. And, uh, you know, we talk about managers. I don't believe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is in peril. Um, I, I, I really don't, Kartik. Uh He is currently 10 to 1 in terms of the sack race. Uh, I think Ralph Hassenhutl at Southampton should be ahead of him, and he's not. He's at 12 to 1. Um, the rest of these guys, uh, you know, Daniel Farker, Roy Hodgson, Dean Smith. I mean, uh, Dean Smith just re signed a new contract, so why he's even yeah, on he's this. But he's 100 to 1. So, uh, look, we've got Silva, Santo, Pellegrini. Kiko Flores at Watford. But, you know, Watford have been pulling it out. Let's get to our Premier League preview. We can continue the manager's discussion while we talk about some of these games we've got upcoming. Kartik, because we only have about, uh, I don't know, eight or nine minutes to do this. Uh, let's start uh, Newcastle Man City. Uh, this is at St. James's Park in Newcastle. Um, you know, and I, I think it, it will be rude as a missed opportunity, the trip to uh, Villa Park, the fact that they didn't pick up yeah. a point because they're not going to pick up a point here. And whereas I don't think it's going to put, you know, I think Newcastle are not going to get relegated. A win here would put them into, into mid-table. Uh, and I can tell you what, right now you're going to get plus 1,116 odds for them to get a win here. They're not going to get the win. Neither are they going to get the plus 521 draw. Man City are going to win this game, Kartik, and they are minus 476. I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, there's any, t- too many thoughts about this one. You have any? No, this no. Differently? No. Um, Let's talk about the next match here, uh, Burnley, Crystal Palace. And Palace, you know, uh, I, I tell you, Palace have not won a game, Kartik, since the beginning since the beginning of October. I mean, think about that for a minute, right? They haven't won a game since the beginning of October. Um, which makes me, you know, wonder why Roy Hodgson is so far down the list at 66-1 to 1 to get the sack. They're pretty bad, and, and they shouldn't be. I know they had all the issues with Zaha and his sulking, and then he came around. But Crystal Palace, you know, they had that 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 three-game kind of little streak, and then uh, they lost to City, and from that point onwards, it's been suck City for them. Uh, they lost to City. They drew Arsenal. Uh, they lost uh, to Leicester at home. Then they lost to Chelsea, and then they lost to Liverpool, albeit they played some tough opposition. This is Burnley, though, they're playing. And, and for me, Kartik, Burnley are one of these teams – uh, that have been overachieving this season. Uh, they've been they won two games on the bounce. Uh, they won against uh, West Ham at home and Watford at home. I think they're going to win this. I think this is another Palace loss. Burnley, though, still value at plus 
125. What do you think? Yeah, I like Burnley. Uh, I think they'll win this game. All right. Well, there you go. That's a... Sean Dyche doing a good job there, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. No, and D- I don't know why Dyche's name is never up for one of these bigger jobs. Is it because of his uh, the style of play? I-, I don't know. I don't understand that. Uh, he's done such a good job. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's uh, The problem Crystal Palace have, quite frankly, is they're just not scoring enough goals, Kartik. I mean, they've scored 11 no, goals in 13 no. games. It, you know, that's not going to get them above yeah. mid-table. Uh, I think Roy Hodgson is uh, could po- possibly be dead man walking, but I do mean that only in the terms of of uh, uh, his uh, managerial uh, position. But I, I just I don't know who'd go to Palace. I mean, that's the point. You're going to get a better manager than Roy Hodgson? Um, probably not. Yeah. Okay. So Chelsea West Ham is the next one. Um, they're flying high, Chelsea. Obviously, they had a disappointing outing against Man City. Although, I will say this. Uh, right at the beginning of that game, they looked dominant over City. It just took City a couple of minutes to wake up and decide that they were going to squash these annoying little people, <laughs> which they did with, with uh, pretty effectively. But this is against West Ham United. This is uh, Frank Lampard against uh, Pellegrini. Uh, and I don't know what's going on with Pellegrini. He's a really good manager. I really like him. This is something about this team. Something about this chemistry on this team, Kartik. The last game they won was way back in September, and they had that five-game unbeaten streak. They beat United at home, and ever since then, it's just been, it's just been, it's, again, it's been suck city for West Ham United. This is an opportunity for them, albeit away, uh, away at Chelsea for the London derby, a London derby, not a particularly big one, but it is one, um, to get the points. Uh, Chelsea right now the favorites at minus 250 West and the underdog at plus 650 the draw plus 350 um it's hard for me to see Chelsea dropping the points here but they may but then again I think nah they're not going to yeah they're not going to drop the points so West Ham has had a lot of injuries uh Lanzini's hurt again Mikel Antonio just came back last week uh, uh Jack Wilshire yeah this is one thing I do have to fault Pellegrini for I love Pellegrini, really high-end manager. Uh, but uh, the, the, to, to to build his midfield uh, around Jack Wilshire, <laughs> and I know, and I know, it's something he wanted to do at City. He was interested in Jack Wilshire when he was managing City, and Arsenal wouldn't sell him at the time. But uh, you just can't. I, I know he has all the all the gifts, Wilshire, but fitness-wise, and also I think mentally, he's just not. He's not the player yeah, he was. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be. All right. Okay. So we're going to agree, Chelsea, on this one. Okay. Tell you what, we're going to have to start yeah. speeding this up. Uh, Liverpool, Brighton, okay. Liverpool, prohibitive favorites at minus four fifty. Yeah, uh, this is at Anfield. Yes, they don't have uh, Fabinho, but they're still going to win this game. Uh, Brighton, fully yeah. capable of, of of providing a shocker, though. And if you want to, speculate, Graham Potter's been a, a surprise, a revelation, like he was at Swansea last year. So yeah, the problem uh, he's is, done is a great they're job losing to the quote unquote bigger teams. I mean, they lost to yeah, Man yeah. United. They lost to Leicester. Uh, you know, uh, they did lose to Villa. I, I don't see them winning this. Tottenham, Bournemouth, yeah. uh, and I'm just going to make this really quick. Uh, Tottenham will get back to winning ways under Jose Mourinho. They won their first game with him in charge. They're going to win this game I, at Tottenham Stadium. I, can, I, I don't. We don't have much time, but I'm really frustrated by Bournemouth. I know I've mentioned it before on this show. Uh, but Wilson, Callum Wilson, Joshua King, Ryan Frazier, uh, none of them playing at the level they did last season. David Brooks is still injured. Uh, I... I really hope they can step it up. But, yeah, Spurs win this. All right. The next one, this is a huge relegation six-pointer. Southampton against Watford, 19th and 20th in the table. Um, Watford did beat uh, Norwich. Then they managed to lose, you know, at home to Burnley. 
We saw see where Burnley are. Southampton, you know, drew Arsenal, which was a good result for them. But look, I mean, we got one win and two wins on the season. Should have won that game. Um, Watford aren't scoring any goals. Southampton really isn't either. Southampton's defense is even worse. Um, I'm actually going to say this is a draw at plus 333. Uh, pardon me, at plus 240. What do you think? Uh, Southampton should have won that game against Arsenal last week. They yeah. were very unlucky. Uh, I think they're going to win. Uh, yeah, draw safe. Or you like Southampton at home? That's plus 120. They're the I think I like Southampton at home. I'm gonna you like Southampton? Okay, I, I like that. the draw. Uh, Norwich, Arsenal. Um, I actually like Arsenal to win this. New manager bounce. That's yeah. what I see happening. Yeah. And Wolves, Sheffield, United. Love love the Blades. Uh, and, and I love Wolves, actually. So I, I like both these teams. They both provide some really exciting football. Uh, both these teams haven't lost in five games, uh, which is saying a lot. Okay. They have almost identical records over the last five. They have almost identical goals scored. Uh, defensively, Wolves are a little bit weaker than Sheffield. Uh, this is a really, really hard one for me to figure out. This is at Molyneux. Uh, I'm going to say that I think this is a draw, plus 230. What do you think? Draw, and I think it'll be a high-scoring draw, 2-2, two, 3-3. Two, uh, I agree. Well, we did it, Kartik. We wrapped up all the matches in the associate, in the allotted time. I'm proud of you. You did a great job. Well done. We didn't run over. Um, those are our Premier League picks for this weekend. As I said, uh, we've got matches Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week, and the following weekend, more Premier League matches. It is hot and heavy, so stay with us here on Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. We'll be right back to wrap it up. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Attention business owners. Now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. All right, just a couple of minutes left in the show. Fistry Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, Kartik, literally a couple of minutes left. Uh, if Southampton lose this match to Watford over the weekend, it's the big relegation six-pointer uh, that we spoke about. This is at St. Mary's, I think, right? Yes. Um, yep. does ha- does ha- is Hasenhutl out the door? Yeah, Hasenhutl gets the sack, and... Uh, there were some rumors this past week that with so many jobs opening up in Germany, maybe he, he would uh, find a golden parachute and get out before he got sacked. Didn't happen. Hertha Berlin hires Jurgen Klinsmann, who, by the way, opens tomorrow. It's on FS1 uh, for our viewers here in the U.S. against Dortmund and Luciano Favre, who's about to get sacked also. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if Dortmund loses that match, I think Favre is going to get sacked. Uh, Dortmund, we're hoping reportedly to hire Jose Mourinho. That's off the table now. So maybe right. Hassan Hoodl ends up there. Uh, but I think he gets the sack if they lose this match. Uh, on the other side, Kiki Sanchez-Flores, uh, he's a good manager. They thought they could rescue the season by bringing him in. I think he needs a transfer window, but they're going to need to get some points before January for him to even survive to that point. Yeah, the problem Southampton have is, you know, at the rate that – they're, they're going to go down. I think Hasenhutl yeah. gets the sack here. I really do. Uh, and right now, I, you know, I, to be fair, I haven't been that excited about any of the odds for this weekend in the Premier League. Uh, I would say that uh, maybe I, I said the draw. And I actually, you thought Southampton were going to win this match, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, the only other one that really would excite me would be the Wolves-Sheffield United, and I think Wolves are going to win that at Molyneux, but there's not great odds on that. It's only plus 100. So I would say if you want to make a bet right now, uh, you can get Ralph Hasenhutl getting the sack, next manager, 12-1. to 1. I would do that. All right, that's it for us here on uh, Fifth Street Soccer. Uh, we hope you will make us a regular part of your week as we're with you each and every uh, weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern time on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, enjoy the matches. And remember, a whole bunch of Premier League matches next week. So hot and heavy football, and we'll be with you all the way. Until then, cheers. Hi, this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network.